0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Trendy Talks with Gia. Do do have a little bit of a announcement to make today. I did change my name to Sweet Tea with G. I feel like it just went with my content a lot better and my personality. So I hope everyone enjoys it. I mean, I do, so that's all that really matters, I guess. If you do follow me on social media, I've already announced this a couple of days ago. But I am excited for the new name, and I just feel it goes better with who I am. But I'm your lovely host, Gia, and I really do want to start today off by saying thank you to every single listener. I mean, it's unimaginable how many listeners I do have right now for only having this podcast for about a week. I really appreciate everybody who has been posting me and sharing me on your social media platforms as well, and really to the people who are reaching out to me to tell me you know, content that you want to hear, or just strictly telling me that. They enjoy listening to what I say and I really can't explain how much it all means to me. I really feel so loved and supported even by the people who don't know me as well as like my immediate friends, you know? So I am going to recap my past weekend. For me, it was just one of the calmest weekends that I've had since the beginning of May. And it was really much needed, I guess you can say, from me and my boyfriend. So Friday, I actually had the day off. So I spent my time really just running some errands. I got my nails done. I just strictly hung out for the night. I worked a quick shift on Saturday morning at my dermatology office. So I basically stayed home on Friday and did absolutely nothing. Saturday night, I then continued to do absolutely nothing with my boyfriend. And then Sunday and ended up being Father's Day this weekend. So we really just strictly cleaned the house, reset the house, and did a lot for his dad. We watched baseball and John Wick. We ordered dinner and just spend the time talking and just doing absolutely nothing. Monday, I woke up. I did go to the beach with my girlfriends. We have a book club. So we spent our book club recap at the beach and I got terribly burnt. So I've been healing this past week while also working. So it's been a little rough. Really just a calm weekend that was really needed. You know, but I've been nonstop since the beginning of May. And to be honest, it's not like us. So it's just been a lot, especially money spending, too. It's just been very financially hard, I guess you can say. So, last episode, we did talk about being selfish with your time and your energy and how being that kind of selfish really isn't selfish, right? so I went into personal stories about how I struggled to feel guilt when it comes to putting myself first and how being selfish ends up going a very long way for you like as an individual so if you didn't listen to it or you didn't get to check it out yet I would definitely listen to it I've had some people respond back to me saying that they have to be selfish and they always forget to put themselves first so it was a good reminder of that so but today we're going to talk about what everyone can basically relate to at some point in their life well I am still going to also drop a recap of my toxic relationship that I ended up getting married into and divorced in just four months too short. I was married at 22 and I ended up being divorced four months later at 23. So that should be interesting to get into. everyone has most likely found themselves in a toxic relationship at least once in their lifetime or they will find themselves in one there's no strict definition that you can use to determine a toxic relationship sure there's generic red flags but if you are in a relationship and it did you more harm mentally physically or even emotionally to me that's considered toxic and something that you don't want to see yourself in again as a disclaimer There is always three truths to a story. So this one that I'm going to speak on today is mine. It's how I viewed my relationship and my struggles and what I went through during and after to get to the relationship that I'm in now today. I'm not afraid to speak up about my own experiences, a little bit of anxiety (laughs) speaking about it. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or think I'm exposing anybody because that's not my intention at all. I really just want to be a voice to the people who have dealt with similar situations. Yeah, so let's get into that real quick. It's really not that quick, but (laughs) I'm gonna try to make it as simple and to the point as possible. I'm also going to try to get my timeline in order. I think I did enough research in my mind to remember the years and stuff, but I do just want to put it out there that my timeline might be a little bit off. I mean, it was quite a long time ago that the relationship started and now the relationship ended so just wanted to throw that out there i did meet my ex back in about 2016 or 2015 around that time in high school we were young i mean super young 15 and 16 i believed that we were the high school sweethearts the basic story that you see or you read about you know the the football player and the cheerleader he was a grade younger than me and we did meet at this thing called a spaghetti dinner function One school tradition is when a varsity football player hosts a dinner, then the night before a home game for the varsity football players and the varsity cheerleaders. So we met there through mutual friends, became flirty friends, you know, me playing hard to get and him really doing everything for me to be his girlfriend. You name it, he probably did me in the beginning of the relationship. So I finally let him in and we became best friends and now he was also my boyfriend. So it was kind of the perfect mix right we started a relationship decently young so we went from there kind of my first real boyfriend we became the mom and dad to like our friend group everybody would call us mom and dad we'd walk into a party walk into a friend function and they'd be like oh mom and dad's here his family loved me mine loved him we did also work together we hung out almost every single day and told each other everything about ourselves even like the really hard topics to discuss his parents issues the stories about my parents being a divorce and how it affected me our childhood growing up different cultures everything i believe that we almost related our parents in the sense that i had a broken home due to a divorce right my parents got divorced i was really young and for that i just lived with my mom strictly was raised by a single mother and he grew up in a broken home due to the fact that his parents didn't get divorced when they should have at some point. So, somewhere down the line of this childhood first love relationship, I became quote-unquote too much for him. And at this time, we would have been together now, at that point, I'm sorry. We've been, we were dating for almost like a year and a half, almost two years. But he ended up breaking up with me. There was no real reasons being spoken about just the basic ones of him being like, I'm young. I don't want to see our relationship. So the first breakup ended up happening. It was not an easy one. I mean, he wasn't sure if he wanted to break up or he just wanted a break, or he just wanted to talk about the problems. So we spent about two days, 48 hours separated, quote unquote, and then we ended up back together. Kind of a red flag right there. And it's but once again, 16 and 15, we're young and you just make your decisions, right? So this time, his family planned a trip to Italy for 14 days. And I was the lucky girlfriend to be a part of that trip. So the trip was April of 2017. The thing about me and him in our relationship was that when we fought, we would fight. There was no in between. It was always screaming screaming saying nasty things to each other, him throwing things out of anger. At this point, there was probably nothing healthy about our relationship, but he had so many issues happening during this time as well that me being young and I think kind-hearted, I just chose to like ignore it and believed that he wasn't like his parents and that this was him just reacting because that's what he was used to. He only knew anger when he couldn't express his real feelings in a calmer way. He had to use anger to get his point across. Men had no emotions. Men had not to have buzzed hair. The man was the king and the breadwinner of the home. Our family is all you need. These are the things being taught to him at such a young age. So I didn't blame him even when I knew it was wrong. And no excuse should be needed. But I was young and blinded by these red flags of just the beginning of our relationship. So during this time, of us getting back together another girl also decided to join the picture and he spent a decent amount of time back and forth texting with her i didn't like that i mean the response of oh she's just a friend the typical she's just a friend right okay so now i am being accused of being a psycho being crazy for questioning it i'm insecure the whole night well we ended up visiting italy April of 2017, not on the best of terms at all, but like no conversations were had to really state the problems or the issues that we were having. I mean, I did, I know I communicated it and I was talking to him, trying to talk to him about how I was upset or whatever the case was, right? It was the phone hiding, the changing the password to his phone, the blunt ignoring me while I would be upset about something, the calling me crazy, the psycho, I'm annoying, I'm insecure, all these things, the general. toxic name calling of a significant other with a secret so well we did fight almost every single day in Italy and thinking back to this once in a lifetime trip to the country where my ancestries are actually from that many people won't experience in their lifetime I got to experience this at 18 which to me, I'm grateful to the family for allowing me this experience basically free of charge. It just brings back so much trauma and unhappiness thinking about it I barely remember the time there and then I look back on pictures from this trip of how beautiful of a country this is and how beautiful the place and so much history is here and all I can remember are bad memories like nights of me crying I, I rarely do ever see myself going back there because to me it's just too traumatic I feel like that's sad but the really sad part <laughs> of this is when I was broken up with not even 24 hours after returning from that 14 day trip out of the country. I later found out his parents knew about this prior to the trip, but I was already paid for and my name was already on all of the stuff. So he was forced to bring me to this trip. (sighs) Another thing was only less than one week after he was taking this, she's just a friend girl to the movies. No conversations out of nowhere. Break up after numerous times of me asking if he was gonna break up with me. Love to wonder like where I went wrong. Red flag ten thousand. Right. I do also want to just repeat myself and just make it very clear that I am not a perfect person. I'm not the perfect girlfriend. I'm toxic in my own ways that I'm working on and I think that I've definitely overcame in the past two years but I just want to say I'm humble enough to admit that but I am explaining this from my point of view of the relationship and my feelings during and after it. I'm speaking on the worst parts of our relationship even though like we did have great memories too and he's not a bad person. He just wasn't a good one to me. So back to the story. (laughs) Shortly after our breakup, maybe it was during our breakup, I don't really remember a hundred percent, but I can't recall exactly the facts on that. I'm not too sure if he moved up north, which was like 45 minutes away after Italy, or he was already there they were in the process. I'm not too sure. I just know that we did spend about one year separated and broken up. I mean, we allowed ourselves to move on with other people. We did stay in each other's lives though. It wasn't healthy. There was more toxicity than healthiness in that because I was on his time. I was used to where I was just a convenience for him. We would see each other, we would hook up, but I would be the one to drive the 45 minutes, no matter the time of day, just to see him. And then shortly after my arrival, he would have me go home. No matter the time or how tired I was from the drive, he would make me go home. So the toxic part of constantly making myself available whenever he texts me, no matter who I was with or what I was doing, I was being subconsciously like controlled when I wasn't even aware of the situation. Maybe I was aware of it, but once again, blind to it. But we did, we did end up living our lives, dating, seeing other people, we hooked up with whoever we wanted and never really reported it back to each other. But at the end of that year, I did meet someone through a mutual friend and we started talking a lot. Someone I thought I could see myself potentially dating instead of just like hooking up. My ex and I did have a role, I guess you can say, where if like we met someone that we thought could potentially be a boyfriend or a girlfriend, we would stop seeing each other or talk about it. My ex at this time didn't know for sure if being with me was something that he wanted which he expressed. But when I started to distance myself because of this other potential boyfriend, he didn't like it very much. And even though he didn't really show that, I just know that he didn't like it very much. Like he was starting to get more attached to me. He was texting me more often, wanting to see me, allowing me to stay over his house after I would take the trip. We then spoke after I was asked if I had a boyfriend by this other potential boyfriend. (laughs) I asked him what he wanted me to say to the message, and he was still unsure of this answer in a way when he said it, but he did say he wanted to get back together with me. Let me blow your mind though. About seven months after this whole thing, we ended up engaged. My engagement was another crazy time in my life. I never brought this up in my past because I never really wanted to hurt anybody's feelings about it, but it never felt like an engagement or any time of that was never a special moment. It was just all not me. And I really don't think it was my ex either. The fact that everybody knew but couldn't keep a secret from me, I mean, His best friend ended up telling me prior to my engagement that I was getting engaged on Christmas. My family was honestly upset because I was so young and they had a hard time being happy about it. His father ended up showing me the ring unexpectedly to me the morning of the engagement. And I mean, the entire family made sure I was up to par with my hair, my makeup, my nails, everything. It was super sus. Right. I was like, okay, I'm definitely getting engaged today. I mean, I did say yes anyway, put on a mask of surprise, not to upset my ex in front of this entire restaurant on my favorite holiday, which was Christmas, in front of a whole crowd of strangers and his entire family was there. I mean, I was missing out on my family being there, but I was. I was happy in the moment. I did have a subconscious thought in the back of my head that something fell off. But like I said, I was happy in the moment. I did love him. So God. Everything went to shit after my engagement. I mean, we began the celebrations of the engagement, right? We saw his entire family, but when it was time to spend time with my family and my step family, his father was not having it. So at this point we lived in his home in his parents' basement, we lived together, and he would still have to ask permission to go to plans. I was able to leave whenever I wanted because I wasn't their child, but I remember it always being a mission and a half to get him to come do something with my family. So one day, my father and my stepfamily wanted to get together, at this point my uncle had a house down the shore, so they wanted to do a like pool party down the shore. So we had asked his father if he was allowed to come. At that point, I feel like it was more of us just telling him, I mean, we were engaged, right? We were young, but we were engaged. So at that point we were like semi-adults. So we asked him if we can go, mostly if he can go. And his father instantly said, no. So for me, i it's not that I'm a brat, but it's like, why? You know, it was more like, why can't he go? We're engaged, we celebrated with your family. Now it's my family's time. This is supposed to be something I do once in my lifetime. And everyone was just trying to normalize it so much that they wanted to celebrate it. So I had asked his father why, and that it was unfair that we saw his family and not mine. And his strict answer was, life's not fair and I don't have to give a reason why. Okay. So instantly I fought back. I said we were adults, that we were engaged now, that this wasn't fair and that we were gonna go anyway. And it ended up being a blowout fight between me and his parents that I was disrespectful all while he sat there, my ex, and didn't say a word. He didn't defend me. He didn't stick up for the situation. He didn't try. Kind of a red flag in itself and traumatizing. I was like, why are you not defending me? Why are you not sticking up for this matter? We're going to see my family, whether they like it or not. So that was really hard to deal with. That was like the biggest fight that me and his father had ever had and like his family was so strict on being family oriented but to me family oriented included other families as well, I mean, I define that for them as like controlling. I still think the reason behind them never allowing anything with my family is because like my mother kept her distance at this point. Like they were completely different types of people. My mom knew out of pocket comments that they would say. The parenting style, the traumatizing experience that I've been through with the family. So for her, it wasn't worth it to hang out with them unless she had to. Unless there was reasons to We ended up going to my family's house, but that's besides the point. Another situation I have is when we were talking about our engagement party. Me and him had found a place where it was like 300 or 400 bucks to rent out this cute cabin and you would bring your own decorations, your own food, and you would set it up in any which way on how you wanted to to set it up we told them about it since they were the ones throwing us the party and they wanted to have it at a family restaurant like a family friends restaurant mind you this plan ended up being about $5000 so they were very strict on having it they wanted to do it for us and we were very grateful for that after the party they decided to throwing it in our faces that this party was thrown for us and that they weren't able to go on a trip that they wanted to go on because they threw us and that we were ungrateful every single argument we had with them we were ungrateful because they threw us the this engagement party it was just exhausting my ex used to work late nights so because of that I would have dinner with his family prior a normal dinner time and one night he came home and he had to fix his plate heat it up eat it and then he came to bed the next day I was told that I needed to make his plate and leave it in the microwave for him to come home because I was preparing to be a wife I was preparing to be a wife by making his plate every night before he got home from work. I also had to follow the rules of serving his plate first, before I put food on mine. If I got up, I had to ask him if he wanted anything, and this was basically really just in his house when we were with his parents, but he low-key brought this into our home when we lived together. We ended up moving out. His parents went away. I was supposed to throw him a surprise birthday party, and his parents shut that down, even though we had it planned. I sent all the invites, everything because we weren't behaving or whatever the fucking excuse was. I don't even remember. But we looked at each other and we said, this is not healthy. We need to move out because now we're arguing about his parents, right? There was no way that I was ready to like live on my own with him financially. I mean, so I will not sit here and deny or ignore the fact that he mainly paid for everything we did. I was supposed to be mainly in charge of the side bills and the groceries, but 80% of the time he did handle that as well. I will speak on that and I will say that I'm, I have grown up from that. I was at that point still figuring out my life, my career choice and trying to get it together with a bit of a spending problem that I had as well. But once again, I'm humble enough to admit that and say that I'm aware of it and that I won't deny it because that did end up happening. And that was partial reasons as to why we had so many issues. So finance, when we were moved out, was like one of the top arguments that we had sometimes he used that against me like during the divorce but i won't comment there was a fight between me and his mother as well where she called me a bitch told me that my grandmother's cancer wasn't the same because i didn't have a child who fought cancer before and then screamed in my face but i was the one that got sent to the car by him and screamed at on the car ride home that i needed to shut my mouth and i needed to know my place so right there and then i knew that i was on my own in this situation, that I would forever be defending myself when it came to his family. I mean, when we fought, like I said, we fought. The way I was spoken to instantly would make me cry and get defensive. I was raised very independently to where it was just my mom as a single mom raising me. And I never saw a mom and dad in a household before together. So I really didn't know how that's supposed to look, how a man and a woman should speak to each other. My mom devoted her entire life to raising my brother and I, and never brought random men around. I really only met two of her boyfriends, one with who she was engaged to at some point, and then one who she's still currently with and who I currently live with. Like I never really took disrespect lightly. My mom always said I had a really big, strong personality. So I always found myself being disrespectful if I was disrespected, but never first. But with him, I always found myself being the one to apologize or try to make amends and try to make the situation better by reaching out to his parents. But like, what really bothered me was our friends seeing our fights. Like, I think, I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but I think it is so awkward when you see your friends fighting with their significant other. It has never been my business to get involved, but like, you just feel so awkward. You make the whole room weird, and you also put in your mind what kind of character that person is. And you can instantly stop liking someone due to how they treat your friend, even if that's not who they are majority of the time. But my friends always tolerated my ex, never fully liking him. They knew that I wouldn't listen if they told me anyway, but they just saw the red flags when I couldn't or when I ignored them. But I won't speak too much on the in-laws and the direct issues that I had with them because I still think I'm gonna make another episode about in-laws and how to deal with them. But when it came to the way that I was pushed aside because of them, that's when the toxic part of the relationship added into it. I hope and I wish I never feel that way again of me basically fighting on my own. So our wedding was like rescheduled twice. First due to COVID and the second time was because his parents decided at last minute they were no longer going to hold up their end of the bargain on helping us pay for half of the wedding. So after several conversations, making sure it was still okay for them, I lost $10,000 of my own money during this time. Another time that God was probably telling me to run, but I didn't listen. So (laughs) my character was even judged as well. I was toxic in the way of I would laugh, like a psychopath when he would act like this. Kind of like I was making fun of him because I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed at him. I was embarrassed for him and for the way that we handled our arguments. So the only way I knew how to handle it was to keep going in the argument, which now I see was toxic and unhealthy for me to do, and it probably wasn't healthy for him to deal with. I should have just let him go, I should have let him calm down walk away, but like I couldn't, I really freaking couldn't. It was more of like an anger that would come about me, of why are you acting like this right now? Like I'm gonna make this explode. I mean, I thought every argument that we got into, I thought that like that would be our last argument and the relationship would be over. But at this point, I was financially dependent on him. The comfort I felt with him after being with him for like so many years, I gained a lot of weight during this time. So I was insecure with myself, insecure with my weight. My living situation was with him. We lived in an apartment together for two years. We owned two dogs together. The friends we had were mainly mutual friends. What I lose them to is always something I thought of. But like the emotional and like mental abuse that I was in, I never knew it was that bad until the end of our relationship. Another thing to me that seems off, I wouldn't know if it's a red flag, but definitely something goes up, right? It's when he never really cared who and what I did anything with, was never concerned about me leaving or if someone else finds interest in me, always content that I was his and that he was going to be the one to end it if it happened. I mean, I, I wish he wasn't right about that one, <laughs> but I mean, we all can't be wares, but I did gain a lot of weight. Like I said, during the two years, COVID being one of the reasons, but not an excuse. And I thought it was time to change my life. So I did decide to start the process of the gastric sleeve surgery, which is a weight loss surgery. I mean, my ex was on board. We, we decided to marry in the courthouse early so that I can qualify for the surgery. We were getting married anyway, so why not do it early was what our intentions were. His parents constantly spoke about my weight and always compared me to these women with really nice bodies. And I believe I did develop a, a subconscious eating disorder because of it. Never wanting to eat in front of people or overeating when I was depressed, which now I see was like always. Like I feel like I was always depressed and that's partial reasons as to why I gained so much weight. But the day of our marriage at the courthouse, there was a snow blizzard. (laughs) Another red flag or warning sign that I should have taken and ran with, but we were scheduled twice. So there was no way that we were canceling again. We were getting our asses to this courthouse. So we practically snowplowed our way to the courthouse and got married. That night we did end up going to a local restaurant with our family and a couple of our friends who came after that, though, we did invite some of our friends back to our apartment to continue the celebration. He played video games the entire time we were home with our friends. We sat in the dining room chit-chatting, my friends and I making toasts without him. It was embarrassing, more embarrassing than you could imagine. Right then and there, I realized like that this was off. Who does that? So, the month after, we decided to throw a mini party at a friend's beach house to celebrate in like a smaller way before we actually got married. The feeling I felt was off. I felt I was wanting this, the only one, you know, putting time and effort into the celebrations. And he just went along with it because that was the right thing to do. But you shouldn't feel these things when you just married somebody. He also would always speak prior to our marriage about who would get the dogs if we got divorced, which I thought was weird, but I spoke so frequently also about how I live in a family of divorce. My grandparents are divorced. My parents are divorced. I don't want to be divorced. I, don't, I want to break that cycle of divorce in my family. So why he ended up marrying me is like beyond me, but whatever. I would say two months after, we were still rocky. We were still weird. We were kind of like roommates. That's what we always say. We were kind of like roommates and it was super weird. So that June I ended up getting the gastric sleeve surgery and a week later, he was unfortunate enough to be in a accident. I got that call at eight 30 in the morning and it was probably the worst call being that he was in the trauma center and nobody knew his condition at that point. So my friend ended up coming, she rushed me to the hospital and it was about six days in the trauma center of him healing from broken ribs and, you know, injuries. I was still on water and shakes from the surgery. I wasn't able to eat anything yet. We got home, I believe it was a Wednesday. Maybe it was a Thursday. And that Friday at 1 a.m., he was having chest pains. So I thought it was strictly due to the broken ribs. But he was walking around the house. I was trying to be there for him. Speaking on... You know, do you want to take a drive? Do you want to go on a walk? Maybe you're having anxiety. He was dealing a lot with like mental issues. Like he was having a lot of anxiety those past couple months. I mean, now we know why. But I looked at him and he said, I want a divorce at 1am. While well, the only thing I've consumed that day was water. And I just instantly said, I understand. In my dining room at 1am on a Friday, I looked at my husband as he asked for a divorce. And I said, I understand. I don't know what made me say that. I mean, who says that? There was really no fight. Just the general questions of like, are you sure? This is it. There's no way around it. We can't fix this. It's not fixable. And he said, no. And I said, I understand. And I left for the night. Destroyed, I felt. But I think now thinking back to it, I really wasn't destroyed that the relationship was over. I was more destroyed because I was scared. I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't know what was gonna happen with our dogs. I didn't know how I was going to financially support myself. So all of those things freaked me the fuck out. We ended up divorced a year later. The relationship I'm in now really speaks volumes. I am with a older man, he's almost 30, and you can just tell that he wants a relationship that's stable, that's simple, and that is the white picket fence like he just cares about me he loves me he cares for my family he cares about how he speaks to me he jokes with me the things that you need in a relationship to consider it healthy he shows and for me that is so important because it also makes me show my character it makes me show who i really am and who i always wanted to be i was just never able to be that with my ex and that's fine There are like so many red flags in relationships that can be worked out and and faced, but if you don't have the right person who actually wants to work them out with you, it will never work out. And personally, I feel like my ex and I just had to grow up so fast and half of our issues stem from family matters. His family was never going to fully like me. I would always be on my own in those arguments and it would only get worse when kids got involved. We were never going to change ourselves for the better while being together. We were too toxic for each other. I'm sure he's doing all the right things now and getting that help that is needed. But several times of me asking for him to do that for us, he never wanted to. So bottom line was he never wanted to be better for me or for our relationship. This relationship to me is not one that I regret or I wish never happened. I needed this to happen to me in order to grow to where I am today. I needed to be a better partner. I also needed someone to come along and tell me that I'm not a horrible person, that I deserve kindness, conversations, the proper way to feel loved. Red flags show up in every relationship you're in, even friendships. We do tend to ignore them when we're in the relationship, but it is just extremely important to just make sure that you remember them. When the bigger questions like, will you marry me? Or do you take so-and-so to be your husband Or wife sometimes things do happen for a reason and sometimes things are meant to be yes i'll always support that but like there is so much heartbreak and trauma that can be avoided so if you just took a step back and like woke up a little bit i needed to personally wake up i needed to help myself because i have relationship ptsd now i have a boyfriend who loves me cares about me is kind to me we've been together for almost two years and i've not once heard that man speak badly to me or badly of me or even heard him raise his voice like we argue and we fight yes if we didn't I would get the fucking ick and be like this is probably not for me like we talk about our issues like we communicate what's going on in our minds he has not once brought me out of my character and he knows me for who I am not for who I become when I hit a wall so for that I'm grateful. But. To show you guys and to to tell you guys, toxic relationships are mendable, but they're also avoidable. And they're also lessons. They're very strict lessons that unfortunately a lot of us have to go through in order to get to the place in life that we want to be. But we will get there and it'll hit you out of nowhere when that person comes around. But just know that they will come around and it's not always the shit end of the stick. I just want to finish it off with a huge thank you for listening to today's episode on Sweet Tea with G. Listen in on Friday mornings for new episodes and always reach out with questions, new content that you want to hear, or pretty much any feedback. Love you guys. Bye.